0: There's a clear hadith as well, in which there were two brothers, one of them was working, one of them wasn't, and he was spending his time doing the da'wah and the work of the deen and so on and so forth. And, and the person that wasn't, the person that was working and had income, he was being given a share by his brother. And the Prophet Sallallahu told there's something to the effect that you are being given because of a share in your wealth, right? And, and there are many other hadith of that, like more we take care of the poor and the weak ones around us, the more that Allah blesses us. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. assalamu alaykum. Welcome to our next episode of Qur'anic Transformation, verse number 17 of Surah Al-Qalam. Let's begin. Indeed, we have tested those makkans as we tested the owners of the gardens. When they saw they would surely harvest all its fruits in the early morning وَلَا يستثنون, leaving no thoughts for Allah's will فَطَافَ عَلَيْهَا طَائِفٌ من ربك وهم نائمون. then it was struck by a torment from your Lord while they slept فَأَصْبَحَتْ كَالصَّرِيمٌ so it was reduced to ashes then by daybreak they called out to each other Saying, "Go early to your harvest if you want to pick all the fruit." So they went off, whispering to one another, "Allah alaykum miskin." Do not let any poor person enter your garden today. And they proceeded early, totally fixated on their purpose. So this is obviously a story Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, and uh, it has a lot of lessons for us. In terms of uh, looking at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plans and how, how the human beings plan, right? So that's one of the things that happened, that people may try to find these shortcuts, these ways, to uh, not give w- what is the right of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This whole notion of hey, you know what? It's my thing. It's my property. It's my harvest, and you know I can do whatever I want to. So whether it be something you know uh, something related to wealth, as is in this example when this these people they had a garden and their father used to give a share to the poor people from every harvest and they said you know what we'll just go ahead and we'll just pick up everything before the you know the poor people are the ones that we would usually benefit they would come in and we'll just keep everything for ourselves so this is obviously has a lot of uh, you know uh, lessons for us right so first of all thinking about what happens when we start thinking that it's all ours it, it's all our my money my time my finances, my property, what have you, I don't want to give anyone any share, you know, either commit, either cutting corners on what Allah has made obligatory, such as the zakat, or cutting down on things that we may have committed as a, as a voluntary thing and trying to find excuses. So the intent in these scenarios is that we think that, you know what, we'll have more. And we don't realize that, look, it's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the more we give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more we give in, in ways that Allah likes, the more we will have from Allah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think this takes a few different kind of turns, right? So you might have someone who most of their life, they didn't have much, right? Mm-hmm. So then when they actually get lots, at that point, they can be very empathetic and say, you know what, there's loads of people out there who are like me and they've never had much and I'm going to give to them, right? So that's one way. But then the same person could actually go a very different way where they're like, it's been so long that I've never had. Now, like I want it and I want it all for myself and I want to keep it. And that greed kind of takes over, right? So I think that this is this is one of those things where money is one of those things where I feel like it's a real big thing in terms of being a magnifier, that it really magnifies who you are. I don't think it's bad or good in and of itself, like a knife, a knife can cut fruit or it can kill someone, right? But in, in the wrong hands with the wrong intention, it can actually lead to destruction like it did, I guess, in, in this story.
0: True. So yes, yeah, so in, in, in the beginning, right, as you said, like, so now these guys are benefiting from Allah is giving them its continuous products, right? So if you will, in the stages of life, right, so we are always in dif- different stages in life. So one of the stages is that things are going well right mm-hmm. so we don't really have something that we are struggling with you know things are relatively fine people are healthy around you you know uh, like in your immediate family circle or your friends and families what have you you have a steady job or steady income you know it's meeting all your needs right so you're relatively happy you know whether you came from that and it's just running like that or you came mm-hmm. from uh, a place where you were struggling and now things are all going well right and that's when you know shaitan kicks in or our own desires kicks in our greed kicks in And it's like, you know, you kind of start feeling less dependence, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Which is one of the things that's mentioned here, that they had this firm plan, right? So they had no, uh, there was no share or there was no, you know, uh, if you were Allah in the picture, right? So the command of Allah in the picture that, look, you know what, this is our plan, this is what we're going to do. Like no consequence, no thinking of like, well, what if Allah gets angry? What if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like it and, and what can happen to us? So totally focused and fixated on their self, their plan and focusing on that hmm. okay so in, in this sort of scenario and then the, i think that the third the second thing angle here is basically when you are uh, benefiting people right when when you know when uh, there is a share of people uh, of people who are poor or you know less affluent or people that are dependent on you people that are weak and so on and so forth when they have a share in your wealth It is like, uh, it is actually a means for you to be successful. If Allah has put in some sort of a share that you know, the more you make, the more they benefit and so on and so forth. Then those, if if you consider them your shareholders or your, you know, people that are, uh, have a vested interest in your business because of you helping them, actually your own business and your own, uh, income grows, because then then you're putting more into it, right, and you can look at it from many different angles, one is obviously the famous one, that <laughs> if you're thankful, Allah will give you more and there's obviously, there's a clear hadith as well, in which, you know, there were two brothers one of them was working, one of them wasn't and he was, you know, spending his time doing the dawah and the work of the deen and so on and so forth and and the person that wasn't the, you know, the person that was working and had income he was being, you know, given a share by his brother, and the Prophet told there's something to the effect that you know, you you are being given because of his share, uh, you know, because of his share in your wealth, right? And and there are many other hadith of that, like you know, that, mm. that the more we take care of the poor and the weak ones around us, the more that Allah blesses us. So they are not yeah. a liability, but they're an opportunity for us to increase.
1: And I think I think there's two hadith that come to my mind actually. Uh, one is the hadith where. Uh, the Prophet said, uh, "Recognize and acknowledge Allah in times of ease and prosperity, mm-hmm. and He will remember you in times of adversity. And know that what has passed you by uh, was not going to befall you, and what has befallen you was not going to pass you by." And so, this I think is is really amazing because you know when you're like these people, they like they've got they've got that time of harvest, and we know that when you're a farmer, the time of harvest is like the greatest time. Okay, this is when all the reward comes in and all the fruit and the money and everything is ready now, right? Like you waited months for this. So now they're in this time where they have plenty and Allah is going to give them so much. And in that time, this is the time when you got going to remember Allah, right? Like things are easy for you, things are good. And instead of remembering Allah, they kind of try and create this plan to avert what's good for them and what is the plan of Allah, right? And, then, and, and the reason why I mean it's good for them because it reminds me of the second hadith where uh, the Prophet said that the one Allah loves the most is the one that who benefits the people the most. So again, mm. like these guys could have used this opportunity to, you know, uh, get themselves Jannah by remembering that this is uh, this is this is Allah's harvest. He's giving us to this. Be thankful to Allah, remembering Allah, and then using some of that harvest, just a tiny amount, for the benefit of other people, and that would have led to a completely different story. For sure.
0: And I think some of the things that we can, uh, you know, take away from this in our life is one is, you know, when we are happy, when Allah has blessed us with something, right, whether it be some sort of a success, uh, marriage, you know, some sort of a win, do we do we become trans, uh, start to become transgressors and basically violating the limits of Allah as we engage in celebration, right? Or when there's something that's truly beloved to us, and this came to my mind as we were talking about harvest for a farmer, like whether it be exam time, or, you know, mm-hmm. crucial, you know, uh, end of quarters for people who are in different uh, activities, which which are like the workload is higher in certain times of the year, uh, or important client meetings and what have you, uh, you know, do we feel uh, that we are going to compromise on our basics, whether it be making time for Salah or, or you know, being uh, visibly, you know, uh, holding on to our Muslim values and identity, right? And not engaging in certain type of activities, which are uh, uh, disliked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
1: Another thing I want to kind of bring up about these ayah, right, is the fact that, um, you know, it says, do not let any poor person enter your garden today. And they proceeded early, totally fixated on their purpose, right? So it's like um, there's actually a group here. It's not just you're you're, Mm -hmm. you're kind of creating a sin or doing a sin on your own. It's like they were advising each other how to avoid it. And I can imagine because, you know, alhamdulillah, like the village I, I was born in, in Pakistan, I've been to that village at the time of, uh, for example, Eid, when they're sacrificing, right? And what happens is, in the village, there are certain people who have money, they are actually sacrificing. And there's other people from the village who will come with the hope that, you know, we're going to get some meat and then we'll be able to eat meat for days, inshallah, right? So that's what happens. And then it's very interesting to see how the people who have the meat are treating the ones that don't have the meat. And and this is what's happening. And, And that's what's happening here in the story where to those that actually own the gardens are going to do their harvest and pick the fruit. It's like us and them. They have this mentality Mm -hmm. where, you know, we are the guys who own all this stuff and they are the guys who are going to try and take some from us and, you know, don't give it to them and use this technique and use this. And and this is how the enemies of Allah are operating today. You know, like they're seeing uh, the Muslims, they're seeing all these kind of situations and they're trying to come together on this evil and this hatred to try and do something wrong. And the big lesson to learn here is that when you do that, you actually end up like these people, which is total destruction. And at the end of it as losers.
0: Beautiful. Right. I think this is a very good point. Right? So you, what you're saying is that, you, you know, you're, you're sort of not thinking of it as like one body, rather you're having this sort of distinction, right? Like the, mm. the, the famous story of the wolf said, you know what, let me have the red cow, let me have the brown cow, the black, cow, and yeah. then you know, all the cows are gone. So that's really beautiful. Like instead of thinking as like one body, you're creating this like artificial separation. And then, And know, this is uh... this
1: is the opposite of what the Prophet taught us, right? Because even if you look at the, the last uh, sermon of the Prophet he told us that, you know, a Muslim is a brother of a Muslim, right? And, and for us, yeah. like this is actually the bringing together. This is the unity. This is the togetherness. And therefore, as a farmer going to my harvest, If I'm thinking like that, like these poor people and me, we're brothers, we're together, we're one. My mentality towards the harvest would be completely different. But it's when we create these separations between us that, oh, no, no, they're separate, I'm separate. You know, that's when the issues are really caused. And that's where the dehumanizing happens, where you think, oh, yeah, these poor people, they're just in it to try and get my harvest and this and that. And you start telling yourself stories which actually destroy you.
0: Great. So for this, inshallah, we'll wrap up. And then the next one we'll actually talk about now. Once you have made a mistake, something happens, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes something uh, happen to you that can become like a wake-up call, then how do you actually deal with that, inshallah? So that will be in the next episode. Salamu so, like. <laughs>